Welcome back to the number one self-exploration podcast in the world. I'm your host, Lord Milan, and as always, if you don't think life is weird, then you're not paying attention. This is my life at a weird angle. Welcome back to another episode of my life at a weird angle podcast with your host, Lord Milan. And as always, if you don't think life is weird, you're not paying attention. And today I'm joined with a new friend of mine, Stephen McCoy, who linked up together in the pursuit of our own greatness. And through the magic of the internet, everything overlapped until we we finally connected. So Stephen, thanks for being on the podcast. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. So for the people that don't know, um, how would you say what what brought us together? Well, um, it was an event that we we uh, attended uh, for Unblinded with Sean Colligy. And um, it was an amazing week-long event <laughs> in addition to the Christmas party, <laughs> which you were at and I... It's crazy. We were at the same event and didn't even get a chance. It was so many people that so we didn't get a chance to actually meet each other. I, uh, we, we were all in a specific exclusive group chat that we're all in, um, for this specific event. And I reached out, um, and I, I saw all that you do and, um, here I am. <laughs> awesome. Speaking of, of doing amazing things, you're 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 no uh, stranger to doing amazingness in your own life. Um, for the people that don't like, know, tell can you let them know what it is that that you do and what what fuels you. Yes, um, I am a journaler, um, and I'm a producer as well. I uh, I actually made history as the world's first black deafblind journaler. So I have uh, Usher syndrome, uh, which is a retinal eye disease that causes hearing loss and vision loss as well. Um, I like to just say, you know, decrease in, in eyesight because the vision has most certainly increased, you know. <laughs> yeah. So you you were happy with being fantastic and a successful journalist and, and black and... and- you just thought you needed more more titles or what? You're like, I'm gonna go have blind and famous. Man, man, lifted. I did not expect my life to become, you know, what it had become, or should I say, even what it is becoming. Um, yeah, I had no idea. Well, when I was five years old, I was diagnosed. Um, well, I had I I won hearing aid since I was five, and when they told me about my hearing loss, they told me and my mother that the reason why I had a hearing loss is due to air infection, which actually what we found out much later, years ago, uh, that that was not true. It was Usher syndrome. And of course, because Usher syndrome was extremely rare at that time, um, which caused retinitis pigmentosis, which is um, just a condition within the eye that uh, creates just more dark shadows that there. So sometimes, depending on, you know, I may see you in silhouette, depending on how the the lighting is, 
So it had a lot to do with the lighting, um, which has been an interesting journey in itself. But yeah, I never thought my life to become what it was because I've always was just a, 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 a fierce individual that I was always out. I started out as an intern. Um, so I was running around New York City, as I always say, like a chicken with my head cut off. <laughs> um, just trying to, you know, rub two, two quarters together to earn a dollar and, and what I love to do. And, uh, I, I do use that analogy because I, for five consecutive years, I did internship unpaid for five consecutive years. So, wow, you know, while still being a student. <laughs> So it was just, yeah, it was a lot. <laughs> that that really speaks to your your value, you know, how you see yourself in that role that it remained valuable to you enough to not get any monetary pay from that, you know? Yeah. And, and my wife and I were talking recently about, and I was saying that, you know, a lot of people give up when it's difficult. And she said, no, a lot of people give up on the idea of difficult. Mm. And I was like, dang, you speak mm. right now. Yeah, yeah. You know, yes. because, you know, we're both men of faith and we know that yeah. in the beginning was the word. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, you know, everything starts with your thought and thoughts and words. And like, you can't even have words without thoughts. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, a lot of times people get tripped up on, on the idea of, of things being overwhelming and too difficult. And, yeah, sure. you know, guys like, like us that, that, are going for big and, and want to achieve great things in our life. We're not doing it because we know how to do it. Essentially we're doing it because it feels good and it sounds good to pursue it. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Just, just having that vision in in your head, you like, you can see it, you can taste it. So what do you do? What do a hungry person do if they can see food from across the room they're they're gonna go over to the table to see if they can fix them a plate right um and um and, and that's exactly what it what it was I, I was hungry for the vision that i saw but with interesting enough sometimes the vision that we have in our own head is not often the vision and plan that god actually has for us so um which is why I always say it just seems like definitely God has a sense of humor about a lot of things. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and I love that I've been able to literally develop a strong sense of faith because when I was younger, I remember when, uh, you know, my mother introduced me to God, you know, I always say that's the best gift she could have given me because, um, that, uh, she sat and talked to me about God and, 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 that that was the base, the foundation for me, you know. Um, at first I was very scared, you know, because I'm like, wait a minute, there's someone that can that's watching me and I don't know it. But you know, it, it's all but beyond all of that. Um, it's just, you know, that faith, because that's something that we need as people that's gonna be climbing the ladder of success in the world. You need faith you know you need a foundation um if it's not people if, it, if it's not your friends if it's not uh your family 
um, you have to have some sort of uh, belief or foundation to be able to continue because um, I would say the industry that I work in is most certainly not for the weak. It's most certainly not. And imagine, you know, pursuing your dreams with your ears and eyes closed. You know, so it, it's pretty interesting. It, it definitely is interesting. And I like that you said, you know, imagine doing it with the, essentially these physical limitations. Um, yeah. And I joke with people that, hey, I did it all without a body. You know, like really? if I if I can do it without a body, you can you can do it, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, and, yeah. You know, like you said, I'm talking about the base, you know, the base of everything is the story you're telling yourself about it. Mm. You know, even even faith itself. God says you can't serve me if you don't believe I exist. Yeah. yeah. You know, so like right off the bat, like it, the ball is in your court. What do you choose to believe? Mm. Yeah. And. We, you know, we often equate a lot of miracles um, to Jesus. You know, he healed the sick. He healed the blind. He, you know, he mm-hmm. multiplied the loaves and fishes. He did X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. You forget that all those interactions with people were really him saying okay to what they already believe. Yeah. Yeah. He remind them that, hey, just so you know, buddy, your faith made this so. Just so you yeah. know, buddy, your belief make this happen. Mm-hmm. You know, your belief healed you oh right. yeah belief healed you sister you know your your belief your the story you choose to believe starts with the story you choose to tell yourself yeah I and agree. after my injury that's all i was left with were my thoughts and my words i i could not feel or move my body anything mm. Mm. like everything from the collarbone down was just essentially non-existent yeah yeah and it's weird to say but I agree with you that God has a sense of humor because like, I'm really thankful now that that happened. And that's all I was left with because it allowed me to control the building blocks that would become my life. Yeah. And everyone has access to their thoughts and their words. Everybody does. Yeah. That's the fact, (laughs) you know, and essentially like if we're going to look at God as omnipresent, well, where else could he be than our thoughts and our words? Mm, Yeah. That's, where else is the omnipresence? Where else? Where else do we then your word and your thought? Right. So if you can control those, then you can have access to God. You can have access to the 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 miracle, the 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 magnitude, the glory, the power, the everything at any given moment. Now God is, right? Absolutely. And for me, you know, that's been the biggest contribution that I've been able to give with people in my coaching. Is that mm. control your self talk? You can, mm-hmm. can you can change your entire world. And I'm sure yeah. all while you were running around with your chicken with your head cut off around New yeah. York, <laughs> yeah, you were also talking to yourself about the worthwhileness of what you're doing. Yeah, that you know? is true. Or that even like, true. did he say Seventh Street or Seventh Avenue? Oh yeah, like, you know it. Yeah, exactly. It's a big <laughs> difference. That's a big difference. <laughs> A huge difference, and you better believe I I've gotten it wrong at some point uh, for sure. But <laughs> you know, and remember at that time for sure, we you would have to print out the directions because of course, um, you know there wasn't the iPhone didn't have like maps or or what, did I even I don't think I even had a, I had like a BlackBerry at <laughs> right. the time, and so yeah, so um, very very. 
a, a long journey, but most certainly worth the journey, you know, when you can come out on the other side and remain faithful, you know, because I've seen a lot where so many whom I started with, you know, even the other people who were interns and things, they, they have lost faith along the way. You know, I've seen people who have gotten hooked on, on drugs and, uh, became alcoholic and things of that nature. And, and I, and I, I never judged them at all because I, I totally get the stress that sometimes life can bring you. It can really, uh, but you gotta hold on to that faith. You gotta, and it's not easy. It's not easy to make sure that you continue every day to keep one foot in front of the other. Um, and for me, I've just been walking by faith over sight, you know? So, yeah, yeah, it's been a journey. Yeah. I, I was thinking, um, actually on the, on the plane ride home back from, uh, Jersey after the event, the unblinded event that what is faith if you can't prove it to yourself? Oh yeah. You know? And it's like faith is meaningless unless it has proof to you yeah and it's yeah. going to have proof to you like you said if you're willing to walk over there and make yourself a plate if if you just want to talk about food and smell food i mean okay right. but but life <laughs> to be experiential you know yeah, yeah like we're exactly. here to experience and it, and it and it really starts with you know your own willingness i remember uh like a week after my injury i woke up with jesus sitting on the end of my bed and mm. I used to not tell this story because, you know, I was protective of it. Okay. Like anything else, you know, the good news is meant to be shared, right? Yeah. And he was sitting on the end of my bed and and he said, so I hear you're in a spot. And I'm like, yeah. He's like, you tried door number one and it led you here. What about door number two? And I was like, well, I'm down for door number two. And he said, mm. your thoughts, words, and your actions will create anything that you that you want. And knowing that now, even in this state, your thoughts, words, and actions are everything. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I believe that wholeheartedly. And I've been holding on to that for so long that if I, if my actions lead me to a place that I, I don't want to be, or I'm like, whoa, that didn't work out, you know, I can backtrack it to my words and my thoughts about that situation, most likely. Yeah. And I could pivot and do that a lot faster and really gain from even missteps, you know? Mm -hmm. um, that's the whole point of learning is that you can take the knowledge and do something about it, not just have the knowledge. Like, oh, yeah. That's going that, that, to help you um, if absolutely. you don't do anything about it. Yeah. So you have to walk the walk. <laughs> so how did you go from um, a young man that was, uh, you know, just being a happy kid and wanting to to live his own life in an amazing way to an award-winning journalist. What was, was that thought process? What was that, that mm. story like? Well, um, I know, um, for me, um, doing those five consecutive years of, of internships, I finally, uh, the fifth year, I was able to get a paid internship finally. <laughs> And uh, I, I'm like, I'm excited. I get to buy some lunch. 
but it's excited. Um, and that was in Florida. Um, so I moved from New Jersey to Florida to work for Disney as a Disney intern. And um, they, uh, after my internship was complete, they wanted to hire me full time, but I had six months um, to finish school. So I had to really make a tough decision because this was the first time that I was in a free in space, you know, just coming from an urban uh, environment to come into a space where no one even cared about my my hearing aid. There were, you know, those sorts of things. It became just I was able to freely be myself. However, I really looked at the long term things. You know, I I had to pay attention to all of the people that actually work there and like what are what what are my goals. So I made the decision to decline the full time offer and I flew back to Jersey, moved it back and um during my sixth month I knew that I wanted to still be with the Disney company. So I got hired at the Disney store, um, which is located in a mall in Jersey. And I would do these things in the store called Story Tom with Steven. Okay. Where I would sit on the floor with a bunch of the kids that would come in while their parents are doing the shopping. It, it, and uh, it became a big thing. Like parents were literally like lining up and, and wanting to schedule time so that they can do uh they can do their shopping and the district manager heard about this great commotion in the store and who I, I've never met at the time and everyone was very afraid of her <laughs> uh, but she came into the store and she wanted to speak with me and she asked me what are what are you trying to do what do you want to do with your life and being though I was bullied as a child because of my my hearing aid, and I never wanted to speak, so I went into a silent treatment. I didn't speak mm. at all publicly. I just felt like because my voice was very loud, and um, people would mock my voice, and I always felt like my voice brought too much attention. Yeah, and I didn't want that attention, and. Um, what, what made me fall in love was when my mother gave me a, a pen and a, a, a pad and I was able to start writing down my thoughts. I, in my composition book, I, I fell in love with vocabulary, with poetry, um, because we've always played Maya Angelou in the house. We've always had those books in the house and listening to the Martin Luther King speeches. And again, I wasn't listening. I wasn't speaking. I was just listening and reading and absorbing the vocabulary and the literature. And that's what made my love for journalism come into play. So just fast forwarding it to, uh, you know, just the Disney store moment and she asked me what I wanted to do, I told her I would like to use my voice. I would like to, you know, work in entertainment. I would love to work in radio. And I became the host 
Uh, I was promoted as a host for Radio Disney. Just so happened, Radio Disney was looking for a host. They were hiring, and I got the job. And um, that was a very that was the turning point in in my career because it was another elevated. Um, and and just it was perfect because that was during the time when I was graduating, and that came at the perfect time. So as soon as I graduated college, that's when I went to work for Radio Disney. So the timing could not have been perfect. And then I started working for Disney Theatrical, and I was inducted into the Disney Alumni Association. So I I like to. Like slightly brand that I get to have the Disney perch for the rest of my life, uh, and, uh, you know, every now and then. <laughs> can, can we just uh, put a put a note there of how extraordinary that timeline was? Oh and, my god, it was amazing! <laughs> and um, I don't know uh, what you did in a past life to deserve your mama, but goodness gracious, was she a godsend? As far as, you know, giving you that outlet first to really hone your own voice and fall in love with with storytelling. And like you said, the literature and the wording. And I'm sure, you know, with Maya Angelou and and, and, uh, Dr. King, the cadence as well. Yeah. Because, you know, speaking, writing is not just words. It's, It's tone. It's cadence. It's meaning. It's innuendo you know it, it's up and down yeah. it, it's a lot going on yeah and, you're saying all of the words i fell in love with in addition. <laughs> yeah. yeah absolutely absolutely you know and, and and the dedication of it you know and you recognize that there is there could be a thousand people on the radio but you recognize certain people real fast by the way they speak you know you can mm. recognize whether you're listening to you know dj khaled versus big boy you know, you know, you know yeah. the difference right away, and 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 being able to find your voice, I think that's so extraordinary. That me too. And you know, you could argue unlikely circumstances that you became the voice of of upliftment and fulfillment. And for me, that's just one of the the another situation where, when you're living on purpose, when you're acting out of righteous love and desire, you end up fulfilling scripture by default. You know, mm. because he said that, you know, God's basically God is in the unlikely business, you know, <laughs> he's yeah, in the no. unlikely business. Oh, you need you running from Pharaoh. You want me to part the Red Sea? OK, bet. <laughs> you know, like you're yeah. you have uh, hearing aids and, and your voice makes you feel insecure. OK, bet. I'm going to put you on the radio for Disney. <laughs> Crazy. You know, very wild. <laughs> and, and just like, you know, once I realized that God's in the ridiculous business. For me, mm-hmm. it emboldened my faith. Yeah. That, oh, if he's in the ridiculous business, then I'm just going to say that I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna be running five Ks pretty soon. I'm just yeah. gonna say that I'm gonna marry an extraordinary woman that you know has all the characteristics that I love <laughs> more. I'm just gonna say that you know, and like it, it emboldens my spirit, and my word, and and then my own power. Because mm. like yeah. the whole storytelling, the whole point is to believe something. Yeah. And if you can tell yourself the story you want to want to happen and believe it, well, mm. you already there then, you know. That's, that's very true. That that's what I I I heard <laughs> for sure. Well, yeah, that that that's amazing that you know you were able to have such 
profound and prolific voices to help you find your own voice. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and then the willingness really to, to, to serve that place for, you know, at the Disney store for those families, because yeah. you know, mine for parents, that's everything. <laughs> if I could trust that my kid's going to be all right and not up under me, like I'm, they, right. you know? Yeah. Very. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. And, and I enjoyed it. I really did enjoy it. And, um, after I would, uh, induct it into the Disney alumni association and I would knew that I would still always be connected with this company. I just, I knew that I wanted to do more and, um, I resigned from the Disney company and I worked for a mainstream, uh, media outlet. And that's where the challenges started to become a bit because, I'm still, again, I, at this point, I still don't know about my eyesight. I'm not knowing what's happening. And I'm, I'm you, do you know how, okay, for example, when you can't see, you can squint your eyes. Um, but when you can't hear, you, I mean, you would, it would be best to wear hearing aids. But I, because I always saw success what the stuff looked like on magazines or on television. I never saw anyone who had a hearing aid. Um, so I would take out my hearing aid. Even that 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 followed me because when I used to do that as a child because I didn't want anyone. I wanted to be cool like everyone else. Not really realizing that I had been kind of comparing myself to other people all along because I Never saw myself as that person, but I was comparing myself to what I thought was the image of success. So I'm trying to hide my disability and, you know, you're trying to read lips. And I, I became a bit of a master at reading lips, but um, it wasn't easy. You know, I've most certainly been in imagine just being a, a, a black journalist, it would be my stuff and maybe, you know, AJ Calloway all the way on the other end. And they would put me at the end because I'm the independent uh, journalist and I didn't have a major company backing me. You know, they might have been mainstream, but independent. And uh, it was just a lot of, you know, discrimination. Even I've been turned away from from red carpet, you know, after they've confirmed because my name's Stephen McCoy, I've literally would go into to check in for media check in and they would say, Wait, you're you're Stephen McCoy and look me up and down and um and then they would say, Oh, I'm sorry you wasn't confirmed or you know, and it's like, wait a minute, no, my name is right there. I I like and again, this is when my vision I'm able to still see it was just really it was really a a a heck of a journey and then just moving fast forward it where my vision was getting worse and being on a carpet and people are trying to shake my hand and I'm missing their hand I'm not able to see and I I just didn't think I would be able to do it anymore especially after being diagnosed with Usher syndrome 
um, and being told that you're just going to go blind and there's nothing that you would be able to do. I'm, I'm asking the eye specialist, are, are we going to have to, re, you know, to schedule another date? And literally the response was, well, yeah, we can. It's just, you know, it's just nothing that we'd be able to do about it. But, you know, so a lot of people, such as family and friends, have been in my ear to say, oh, you're so strong. You're, you are so strong to be able to handle this and but meanwhile I I, I was just kind of shocked I didn't really believe it and so you know my vision started to decrease and um I and then it became very scary and so I was gonna quit journalism I didn't think that I would be able to actually continue to do this and be in and and, and again to keep hiding it I, people are going to think I'm I'm attending either bent drunk or something if I'm <laughs> bumping into people. So I'm like, yeah. this isn't a good idea. However, um, I, if I, 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 I said to myself, it's only one thing that I've never did before. And I'm going to try this. And I'm, and I'm going to be honest with you. I, I was at a point in my life where I wanted to end it all. And when I say end it all, I wanted to end it all. I didn't see me actually going on with life like this. I just couldn't see it. And I said, before I do, I'm going to try one thing that I've never done. And that was to tell the truth to the world about what's going on with me, which is that I'm legally deafblind. And that was a lot. I, I, I spoke, publicly spoke about it. Next thing you know, I end up all over the news and um, I'm, I'm invited to Washington, D.C., where I'm presented the U.S. silence coin for making history as the world's first black deafblind journalist. And I, when, I, when that happened, I realized that's the reason why I wasn't seeing anyone on a magazine or on television like me because it was the path which is waiting for me to open up my light of uh, my mouth to be able to 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 be the first you know to 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 set that to break down that door for others so people right. like i just mentioned martin luther king maya angelos because i i not only stand on the shoulders of many men that come before me but also those women who also held up those men that I stand on the shoulders of. And I know for me, I want to now, that's what I'm doing with my platform now, is I, I said when I when I received that, um, I, that honor, I said I can either set the bar as high as I want or as low as I want. And I said, you know, the bar was set high for me, so I want to set it even higher if I can. And I want to be, you know, my end goal is to literally be that shoulders for the net generation as there was shoulders that would prepare for me to stand on. I, if I had more hands, I, I, it'd be a room full of claps right now. <laughs> well, thank you. Man, it's, yeah, and, and now... I mean, at least for me, like looking back when, when I think like, why was it so hard right then? You know, why, 
why was I at a place so low? And you realize it's because right. you, 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 like you said, you were the one, mm -hmm. you, know, you were the one. That's why it seems so, so, so low. And, and that's why at times, you know, the devil is screaming and working so hard to mm. stop you. Oh yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So hard to stop you. But now you're at the place. Well, and you're thinking, well, I mean, he tried. <laughs> yeah. He tried. He definitely tried. Chapter four was terrible. You know, but like next thing you know, you find yourself in chapter 10 and you're like, well, now it's just the story that uplifts others. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, no chapter can be duplicated. I, I don't feel that, you know, obviously, uh, like chapter two cannot be the same as chapter eight. Um, so there's going to be changes within our story. And sometimes if, if we're lucky, we get to live out a whole new book in life. And I most certainly feel like I've, <laughs> I've lived a few lives. That's what it feels like. But I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful to, uh, you know, come across people like you who, has been an inspiration to many because there's so many. I've met people who who've been in chairs and and who who just didn't know their places in in the world. And sometimes you are afraid because um, no one wants to be judged to the world. I mean, for one, we sometimes we can be a lot harder on ourselves. But I I think it's so important to be more kind to yourself um you can't allow the outside world to teach you to hate yourself you have to teach the world how to treat you and that first lesson is to love yourself so that when you go out into the world to give that lesson and in how to treat you they are now know to treat you with love because you will not accept anything but you know, so I think that's so important. And, you know, you're 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 doing amazing things by, you know, just I'm grateful to really be on this platform to be able because no one knows it better than 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 someone who's gone through it. So I love it when I'm able to have conversations with people who have most certainly come out on the other side um, taller and 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 wiser um no matter what the challenges are we still you know standing tall actually does not require lead it yeah. doesn't require lead it it turns out you know like there's that expression you're a stand-up guy and that's that speaks to your character not your physicality absolutely that, exactly. that speaks, you know it speaks to your character and um you know, I love that the transition moment that really catapulted your self-identity and your self-love was not what well, well, was expressing your truth without the expectation of anybody else understanding. Yeah. And yeah. letting go of the need for them to understand and support. And it's like, if you do, you do. If you don't, you don't. But I'm not going to live this way anymore. Yeah. And yeah. I love that it's that way because I think that's a, a lot more eloquent way to, to put the same thing that I went through. But, you know, hearing you say that reminds me that my first 17 years leading up to my injury, I was living the, the life based on other people's story. 
And you know? I'm mm-hmm. based on what other people expected me to do or not do. Wow. And the, it left me a, you know, when my injury happened, I was a depressed, angry, drug dealing teenager with a 4.0 degree, 4.0 and, and the athletic scholarship. Like talk about things not adding up. Right. Yeah. And yeah. after the injury, much like you, it was like, it's, it's, a, it's a now or never kind of moment and mm-hmm. you can hide a lot of things, but you can't hide a wheelchair. Nobody mm-hmm. like, oh, damn, I'm so surprised. I've been dating you for three years. I ain't know you used a wheelchair. Like, right. <laughs> you know, that's not going to happen. Right. Mm-hmm. I realized that like, if I can't hide the wheelchair, which I obviously can't, then I'm not going to yeah. hide anything else that is me either. Exactly. And the things that were me were speaking Spanish, were designing women's wear. And I am, I just went full force into those. And mm-hmm. one of the guys that I met in my Spanish class ended up introducing me to my fraternity, which ended up e- extraordinarily enhancing my college career. And my life to this day, wow. like they're the oldest friends that I have were some of those guys. Wow. And embracing the part of me that loved women's wear led me to start my first company that's been running for six years that allowed me to travel all over the world and work for Harper's Bazaar. Wow. And that Spanish degree led me to, um, the doing a favor and teaching Spanish over the summer for upward bound years later, that led me to a boy in my class that would become my son because I married his mom. Mm. So it's wow, that's so creepy. All these wow. tiny little time, ty- all these moments where I said yes to myself and chose not to hide my truth for the possible reaction of other people mm-hmm. led mm. to these amazing bits of glory. And it reminds yes. me that you know, God said, I will go before you to make the crooked places straight if if you put me above all things. And I was like, Well, I'm just going, it's going to be me and you, buddy. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Yeah, I love that. And all these things came up, came because of that. Yes, yes. And it, it, it's crazy how our challenges can lead us to where we we are supposed to be, and also where we might have imagined ourselves to be, but just on a whole different path. It reminds me of this quote that said. Um, with your story, even with how you were able to meet your wife, may God bless the broken bridge that led me straight to you. Right. And <laughs> it's like, it, it, it's a, a, a beautiful thing because the, with a lot of things that, that may break us down or, you know, we are able to, to come on the other side to, to survive that. And honestly, it's crazy because I never thought life would be better than it was, but it is. Yeah. Uh, is there more challenges? It, yes, there are challenges, but the 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 winds are so much more sweeter, and the people that I've gotten to meet along the way are people that I don't I don't I don't think. Young Steven would have probably been able to. I don't know, because young Steven was everywhere. <laughs> but <laughs> uh but yeah, it's 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 a beautiful blessing. And I 
for for those of you who are listening, um, and and understand what we're both speaking about, I would say please accept the new you. You know, whatever version of that is in this chapter, accept it. Allow God to use you and allow yourself to surrender because we can't hold ourselves to who we used to be. That's just not the way that life works. I mean, the, oh. the, the clock is always changing. The, the month and the year are always changing. Technology and things are just advancing. And so does you. You also advance. You also grow. And it's kind of hard to keep yourself in the box when everything around you is evolving. That it just doesn't make sense. So you have to allow yourself to grow and accept who God wants you to be in this place, in this world. And remember, things like your body, things like, you know, material things, those are things that we are not able to take with us. But we can uh, leave a legacy, and that's by the lives that we touch one by one. And you actually get to do that. You know, a lot of people don't see themselves as such. Um, And I get it because sometimes we live in our head, but we have to get out of that. We have to get out of that mindset. And like you said, the the thought and our words are the connection to the omnipresence. That's all God and that's all connection. So we have to positivity over our lives and holding ourselves to our old self is not going to get us there. No, it's, it's definitely not, you know, and, and I equate it and I, I always tell people it's not even about right and wrong necessarily. It's about what's serving you now. And mm-hmm. so that mm-hmm. coat that you loved when you were five years old is still a cool looking coat, but you better not wear it now. You won't <laughs> cut your circulation off for sure. Oh, yeah. You're Trump. pretty cold, too. Right, and you're gonna get into this tiny little coat. Yeah, yeah you know, and and um, the book, my first book is called Drops: Daily Real Optimistic Power Statements. Yeah, and they're the the phrases, the exact phrases, and and questions that I was receiving through meditation and prayer that first five years of my injury. And my wife's favorite says, "Someone needs the exact you you are right now." Mm. And it's just that reminder that wherever you are, your value, someone sees you as valuable and someone needs you to accomplish what you're here to accomplish. You know, so we're all benefiting from someone else's insights. Maya Angelou didn't have to publish her works. Mm-hmm. You know, Dr. King didn't have to keep going. Plenty That's of people, true. like you said, like even in your own life, plenty of people gave up along the way. Oh, yeah. Plenty of people mm-hmm. were overcome by their circumstances and. For guys like us, you know, we're, we're proof that you can be stronger and more powerful than your circumstances, regardless of what they are. Mm-hmm. And that, 100%. and that joy and happiness essentially is a choice. You know, the the thing that's given me the most out of my life is is the story I began to tell myself that I am valuable, and yeah. what I want is is worth going for. 
And two, you know, I, I've learned that, you know, much like you, that I'm not waiting for it to be easy, for it to be doable. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and as soon as I stopped needing it to be easy, then it was. More, so yeah. Miraculously. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, well, you know, some, it's just par for the course. You know, yeah. It's like, I, uh, I heard this quote Jim Rowan said years ago. He's like, you know, if you don't think your life is important, then think about this. Nobody gets out alive. So obviously, mm. you know, what you're doing while you're here matters because you know, you've, you're going to die. You know, you're, we're all going to die. But like you said, what are you leaving behind? What's the story? What's the legacy? What's the gift? Yeah. You know, yeah. Are, are, are is anybody better because you were here? Mm -hmm. And, you know, like you said, if it wasn't for the parameters that that changed and that you embraced, would you be would you be taking pictures and having conversations with Fat Joe and, and Charlemagne? Probably not. Mm -hmm. You know, if you didn't yeah. stick out with that internship, would you have really right. found your voice with Disney? Right. Probably not. And it's, you know, for me, one of the things I teach in my superhero training is really that once you stop seeing problems as the problem, then they won't be. Because... You know, it's really about the person that you you're building up. I mean, like you said, you know, Stephen of ten years ago, you don't know how he would have uh, responded to the situation now, but the Stephen today oh, yeah. is like, well, I got this. I'm dope. I do dope stuff. I'm, you know, I'm not, mm -hmm. I'm unafraid. Even if I'm, when I'm afraid, I'm still doing it. You know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> very true. Absolutely. It's like, what do you do when life gets weird? When it's at, when it's at a weird angle, what do you do? And, yeah. you know, you can capitalize on it. And, and I'm so thankful for the time that we live in because it gives us access to people that we don't even have to meet. You know, I, I've learned mm -hmm. so much from YouTube. <laughs> like, I, 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 I listen to podcasts all the time. Yeah. You know, I can benefit from so many people that past, present, and, you know, that... I may never meet and some people that are have passed on and it's, you know, mm -hmm. that benefit of, of sharing those stories and like, you know, being yeah. in the journalist business of not just being the researcher, but being the writer. Yeah. And mm -hmm. are concerned with the facts, but writers are like, yeah, but what do these facts mean? <laughs> right. And what do they mean to me? And what do they mean now? Cause at uh -huh. a certain point, you know, everybody was, was for sure believing that, Earth was the center of the universe. And they were like, well, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> maybe not. Right. Yeah. There's so much truth to everything that you're saying. Absolutely. And, um, but the, you know, the journey is most certainly worth it. And in, in the, the experiences of our path, if you just pay close attention, literally, it just, it builds you for who you or, or what you were going to face, you know, and who you're supposed to be and becoming. Um, and I think it's just so important to just keep going, to stay persistent, you know, uh, perseverance is, is, is important. So um, I'm, I'm very, very blessed to be in the position that I am in. I have great gratitude for the journey 
um, I have great gratitude because yes, I could have been someone who given up. I was planning to, you know, literally had my 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 post ready to just let everyone know that I was going to, you know, uh, retire from journalism and. And it's just so crazy because sometimes I do think about like, wait a minute, it's at this time last year in 2022, I'm like, you mean to tell me that there has been no other, well, in black deafblind journalists ever, but perhaps it did, or perhaps it was, but they, they might've quit, you know, and not continued because of course, when you think about years prior and a lot of people literally did redirect and and went into other fields or or just simply just quit and and might have just collect uh you know government assistance and things that would that they felt like that was the right thing to do and it may be for some but I love that in the generation that we live in now, where so many things have advanced and so many people have been outspoken. There's, there's shows like this that people can literally click and listen to and get that source of uh, those, those, that vitamin that they need, those electrolytes from this show to be able to say, you know what, I can do it. I can still do what I love. Is it going to be, uh, will I Will I be facing some adversity? Yes, I will. But um, because I know that so many other people are facing the same challenges or, or different challenges, uh, I have the strength to just be my own beautiful, my own unique self. And I, I love that about today, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Stephen, I'm I'm glad you reached out with Unblinded. I'm glad you said yes to yourself and uh, even attending the event. I'm glad you uh, enjoyed the party that we were both at that didn't crisscross yeah. paths somehow. <laughs> uh, yeah. And uh, I, I really appreciate your time today, man, and sharing your, your truth with us because, you know, like the scripture says, the truth will set you free, and, and that's a powerful mm-hmm. place. Yeah, thank you so much, and I appreciate you and uh, your amazing platform, and uh, your story is absolutely inspirational, and I'm grateful to be here. Uh, Everyone uh, can follow me on Instagram, but Stephen McCoy, and uh, on Facebook, Stephen McCoy, Twitter, you can find me at Stephen McCoy, everything, so... (laughs) Turns out you're still everywhere, just like before. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> awesome. All right, man. I appreciate it. And uh, we'll be in touch soon. I'll do all the editing and stuff and send you the link in a couple of days. And, and it'll be available on iTunes, Spotify, all, all the places. Perfect. Perfect. I'll be sure to share it for sure and post it. Awesome. Have a good one. Thank you so much. You too. This episode is brought to you by Day One Mindset. Are you confused on where to start? Well, here, beginners are welcome. Day One Mindset will guide you and provide you with detailed steps so you can start your journey to success. For more information, visit dayonemindset.com.